You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sears the lock, out in the finish. For this dominating run. Sears. Yes! Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. DJ Glasser filling in for Nick Costos, who will be back tomorrow alongside Ken Barkley. You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. That was ESPN on the call of Alabama's game over the weekend against Texas A&M. Ken and I continuing Locketology over on Stadium. If you want to go check us out over there, you can go to watchstadium.com. You can also go to twitch.tv slash BetQL, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, or you can listen for free on the Odyssey app as as well as Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. All right, Ken, just a couple teams more here in uh, Moron Island. We've been making our way through. We've had a good discussion about Houston. We've been on the island for a while. We've been on Moron Island for a couple hours now. Yeah. We have. We have been on this island for a while. Uh, Houston, we talked about them. Illinois, North Carolina. Just wanted to give my thoughts on Bama just because I watch every game. It's the team I know the best. It's where I went to school. Uh, They are the definition of a paper tiger, Ken. I know you use that term a lot. People will hear it a lot over the next three weeks, a month. I mean, this is just your quintessential number one offense in the country, number 74 on defense. You look at their resume this season. They have not been able to to win a game like against a really good team away from Tuscaloosa. Their non-conference schedule was really hard. They played against Purdue. They played against Arizona. They played against Creighton. They played all those teams tough for a half, and they couldn't close. Then they lost against Clemson at home. They've lost at Tennessee. They lost against Auburn. So I know their odds are like 18-1 to to win it all. Their offense is really, really good. The job that Nate Oates has done this season has just proven that like he's one of the top coaches in the country. They were the number one overall team last year heading into the tournament. Lost five of their top six scorers. Lost his top three assistant coaches. And now you wake up on February 20th. They play Florida tomorrow. And uh, they have a chance to win another SEC regular season title. He's done a great job. But again, they just don't play enough defense. They don't have enough size either. And um, Ken, what really hurt them was Charles Bediaco was their seven-footer from last season. We knew Brandon Miller was going to leave. We knew Noah Clowney was going to leave. We knew J- Javon Quinterly was probably going to leave too. But Bediaco was really the guy that like this year's team is missing. They need a rim protector. They need a center that doesn't foul. They need a guy that can rebound, and they just don't have that this year. So Bama is the three seed that teams want to see in their region. They're going to score a lot, but they're not going to play a lot of defense, and uh, wouldn't shock me at all if they lose in the first weekend. So uh, I am uh, very much looking forward to fading them in the tournament. It's going to pay me a little bit, but uh, again, (laughs) 
definition of a paper tiger, Ken. Definition. Yeah, but... All offense, no defense. I yes. have three friends send me a tweet this morning, Ken, that got them all excited. Uh, at underscore Nick Kelly tweeted this out. He covers Alabama sports. He said there have been only been three teams since 1999, according to Ken wow. Palm, that have had an all adjusted offensive efficiency of 127.1 or higher, which Bama currently has. That would be Duke in 99, Wisconsin in 2015, and yeah. Villanova in 2018. Oh, yeah. None of those. Well, Villanova's, none of those. Villanova's like the most. Yeah, that, they're like the historic one. They're like the best one ever, right? Is that Villanova team with Jalen Brunson? Yeah. Those Villanova like, teams. Oh, so, so the idea is like, they're for, so Alabama, they're next. That's your idea. They're like, so, oh, they're the next one. Yeah. Because all three what, of those what we teams. To mention there, Yes, uh, all those teams defended at an incredibly high level. Uh, Villanova was one of the best defensive teams in the tournament. They were the best team. <laughs> they were literally the yeah. best team. They also won the exactly. national title. They were also like a 10-point favorite in the national championship game. So, yeah, like, yeah, the offense was great, and the defense was also really good. Like, that also happened. Um, yeah, it looked like, well, I'm going to do Paper Tiger here for a little bit. Uh, people who don't listen to the show very often. Uh People who follow this like know, know exactly what's coming here. Um, yeah, there's a certain type of team that tends to not have a lot of success in the NCAA tournament, uh, tends to be the victim of a lot of upsets historically. And PJ used the term paper tiger there. That's what that's what we call teams like that. It's kind of I feel like it's become a part of like the vernacular that a lot of people that, that do this content talk about. And I kind of mm -hmm. like that because I think it's cool. I think it's like something that we should all know about and appreciate because it's a real thing. And it doesn't have to be true. Uh, Miami last year was a team like that. They are the first. First one ever with this profile that ever made a final four uh, had a crazy comeback against Texas in the regional final to make it really well coached team took, took made a ton of threes and uh, and credit to them. Uh, and, and so like, it's going to happen, but I, it's still like, it explains so many of the historical upsets in the tournament. I think it's just a good thing to be aware of still. And I always try to frame it that way. Like none of these are absolutes, but man, like you, I would want to know this stuff if I was going to, you know, like fill out a bracket even or or bet on teams to win a region. I would want to know this stuff. And uh, yep. this region, this region presents as two teams that fit that description. So the the standard definition, really easy. Top six seed, uh, raw, so not adjusted offensive efficiency of 25th or better and unadjusted def defensive efficiency of 150th or worse. So layman's terms, you are an incredible offensive team in terms of how many points you actually score per 100, and you are a really bad defensive team or at least an average defensive team. So all of your success is defined by performance at the offensive end of the court. That's what defines your like why you're an above average team. It's all about that your offense is better. Your defense is incredibly susceptible. And uh, teams like there, we, we don't have to do all the historical examples, but a lot of the upsets historically are teams that, that have this. Uh, twos that lost to 15s you know uh some of the some of the other like really big time upsets all time uh fit this description and uh alabama is you're right they are i have them their splits are one and 168 unadjusted Oof. which is that's <laughs> that's what it is yeah and you'd be like you'd be like well their adjusted defense is this yeah that's because like ken palm makes a really smart calculation about who you played and therefore, because you played teams that are good, you get a lot of credit that I would argue in the NCAA tournament you shouldn't get. 
Um, great, you play a really difficult schedule. Also, you couldn't guard them. How are you going to guard somebody in the tournament? So anyway, I don't have to. I don't want to do a lot on this year because we're going to do it a lot leading up to the tournament. But Alabama mm-hmm. would be a team you would have circled right now that would fit that description. What does that mean from a betting standpoint? Uh, I think it means they have a capped ceiling would be the right way to think about it. Um, some of these teams win a couple games in the tournament, win three, four, but kind of like Houston, but the inverse. Houston, you always worry about the clunker on offense. What about the game where they don't make threes uh, and they're not a very good shooting team to begin with? They can be got um, a team like Alabama. Clemson is the other team in this region that fits that description. Clemson splits offense, defense, unadjusted or 24 and 173, uh, which is pretty eye popping. And so they and they have played an insanely difficult schedule. So their defense looks way better than it actually is. Uh, 69th nice uh, in terms of adjustment for Ken Palm. So like. Those two are both in this region, so we'll kind of do this here. From a betting standpoint, all I would think about is uh, I'm looking for a way to get them out of the tournament in the right matchup, in the right betting market. I'm always looking to get them out. Maybe I pass the game the first time, but if they play a certain team in the second round, now I'm interested. And so, you know, timing this is tricky. Um, Tournament-long futures. I'm not betting this team to win the region. I'm definitely not betting them to win the tournament. And so then maybe that opens up some options in terms of like how you do probability for the other teams to win the region. Like, especially if it's a team like Alabama, that'll be pretty desirable in whatever division or whatever region they play in. And again, like Miami won, like they made the fight, like it happened. It had never happened before that a team with this profile had won. They won the games, credit to them. Um, I still think the lesson from this is something like, this is really good stuff to keep in mind, though. Going into the tur- to be fair, though, I think there were five teams that fit that description last year, and Miami won, but like a lot of the other teams didn't go particularly far or won a couple games. And so it's a capped ceiling. That's how I like to think about it. And to be fair, Miami made the final four, and you know, UConn trounced them, and that was the end of that. So like it just that's that's kind of the way it went. Um, not a winner. So for Alabama, look like they could win a few games depending on how the bracket breaks. Maybe they look really good a couple times. But especially as seen with their tournament history the last couple of years, uh, no thanks. And then Clemson, I would have in the same group. But I think I think I'm good on the region too. If you are after that, yeah, no, I, I totally am as well. Uh, you bring up UConn; they are the number one seed over in Bing Bong Bay. As we go over to that region, Mike pulls up the uh, the graphics. They're the one seed. They would play the playing game of South Dakota State and Norfolk State, TCU, Virginia in the eight nine game. Dayton, McNeese State, 512, San Diego State, UC Irvine, the 413, South Carolina, Nevada, 611, Baylor, the three C, they would go up against UNC Wilmington, the 14, who won at Kentucky earlier this year. St. Mary's, the seven, going up against Nebraska, the 10, and Tennessee, the two seed, going up against Eastern Washington, the 15. Another really interesting region. Uh, Ken, I want to get your thoughts, obviously, what jumps out to you. I'll start and just say that I think we're on a collision course. If this ends up being the bracket with similar teams where we are, we're going to get a repeat of last year's national championship with UConn and San Diego State meeting in the Sweet 16. San Diego State's playing really well. They returned some of those key guys from last year's team really good defensively, um, and their offense is a little bit better this year than they were last year. Another thing that jumps out to me kind of is the surprise teams in in this region that have had better years than maybe we anticipated. Obviously, South Carolina was picked preseason to finish dead last in the SEC. They were like a four or five seed like last couple weeks. 
Now they've dropped to a six after a couple losses, but uh, they're a six seed, a team that I'm looking forward to fading. Dayton is having a really good year. They're a five seed right now. They have one of the best players in the country in uh, Rashawn Holmes, if you haven't watched him play, or Deron Holmes, excuse me, averages 20 points per game and eight rebounds. He is a monster. Um, they would be the five seed going up against McNeese State. You talk about some of these mid-major teams and like who their coaches are. Will Wade, the coach of McNeese State. So I think a lot of people are going to like them as a 12 seed. And then also just like the slow paces of some of these teams in this region with obviously Virginia, St. Mary's as well, which could be an interesting team. And then Tennessee, who I personally hate you see the fact some of the smaller seasons, yeah, St. Mary's, absolutely. St. Mary's, right, yeah, UC Irvine. I mean, they're number 31 on Kempom defensively, really good. Uh, TCU's a solid team. Ken, personally, the thing that sticks out to me is I hate the fact that Tennessee is a two-seed in UConn's region. <laughs> I absolutely yeah. hate it. I really think any other one-seed, I think I would have Tennessee going to the Final Four. And we had Isaac wow. Trotter on. yes. I agree with Isaac Trotter, and betting on Rick Barnes is going against everything I believe in. I can't believe I'm doing it, but I think Isaac everything Trotter— Everything I believe in is a really funny way to put that. Yeah. Okay. Can I just—I I mean, how, how, can you, how can you believe in Rick Barnes? Like, I can't believe I'm doing it, but I, I, I think, like, this year's team is, like, different. What I want to see out of Houston is what I'm seeing out of Tennessee. For their last five games, the Vols have scored 88 points or more. And Isaac said it, the, the entire key is Dalton Connect. Like, Tennessee finally has a dude on offense, right? You know the defense is always going to be good. With a Rick Barnes team, Tennessee's always going to be solid on that side of the ball. But finally, they have a bona fide score that everybody in the gym knows who's getting the ball, and he's still going to be able to get to his spots and get his points. It's all going to be about the other guys, like Zakai Ziegler, Josiah Jordan-James. Like, they're going to need to play well. But again, like the landscape of everybody else in college hoops, you almost kind of eliminate teams before you bet on certain teams. And I just like the makeup of Tennessee. They played a good non-conference schedule. They had some nice wins. And I think connect is the entire key for me this year. I It's like Houston, they've had guys like that in the past, like Sasser, even though he's not going to be a lottery pick like connect's going to be. But man, I mean, obviously they had Jairus Walker a couple of years ago. I just like Tennessee, Ken, but I hate the fact that they're in UConn's region, so I can't take them to go to the Final Four. Yeah, uh, this uh, this region is the one where I had the least amount of things to talk about. I want to talk about UConn. Maybe we start next segment with that. Um, I'll mm -hmm. do the kind of the other stuff here because there, for me, there isn't a lot of it. There, there aren't a lot of things that are interesting about this region. There aren't a lot of interesting teams. There's a bunch of teams where I'm just kind of like, eh. Like, okay, like uh, one of them will win a couple games. I don't know which one it'll be, but not a very inspiring group, I guess I would say. Um, I would echo your thoughts on McNeese State. And uh, the way I would think about these 12s is like, everyone's going to like them. The market in their game will be shorter than you think. I would make Dayton five in the game. And I had somebody give me their numbers and they made it four. And I was like, whoa, really? Because like Dayton's numbers are actually pretty awesome. Like this is not... Like this would this would be unexpected, I think, if you look at some of the ratings that are out there. And uh, I was like, wow, OK. Um, and I just agree. And I just McNeese and Grand Canyon would be the two where I just go look like they might get a bad draw. And then you probably mm -hmm. don't want to play on them. 
But man, like if they get the right draw, even in a one possession kind of a market, like I'm going to be in, like, this is just like the teams are too good. And these are spots where these teams are historically really, really, really good to play on. Some of the six elevens could play out that way also. So we'll just circle that. And then, yeah, I'll do Tennessee here for like 30 seconds. Um, I will say they don't even removing Rick, Bar- removing Rick Barnes for a second. <laughs> they don't profile as a winner to me in a couple really important areas that are important to me. Um, they don't profile as a winner, but they can pretty much do everything else. Statistically, they could go to the final four. They could go to the championship game. There is no barrier statistically to those things happening. So that's Correct. a good team. Like that's a team to be taken seriously. Uh, you just, I feel like we're just Sisyphus here though. Every day you just push the rock up the hill and it comes back down. Like, I mean, I just, I, you're going to put your money on Rick Barnes in the tournament. Like, good, like good luck. You know, and and at a price that's like not very appealing, I'll mention to win their region, they're going to be like two to one or worse or something like that. Like, you're not going to get a good number on them. And it feels like this feels like Shark Tank. And for that reason, I'm out. And for that reason, I'm out. Well said. We're talking about UConn on the other side of the break here in Bing Bong Bay. PJ Glasser, Ken Barkley, You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.